Glory to God. So welcome, everyone. I am Prophet Patricia Lewis, and this is Majestic Ministries International. And I thank God for each and every one of you for being here tonight. This is part six, our conclusion for this particular subject matter of the power that you possess. So I praise God for the word of God and for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ letting us know that we already have power and authority over all of the ability of the adversary and nothing, nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt us. So we're just going to do a quick recap of what we have gone over these past five weeks and then we will expound some more tonight for uh, week six. So we saw in the Word of God, and of course we're not going to go through all of the scriptures that we went through, so you can write these down if you're just now joining us tonight for the first time. But the Word of God lets us know that the weapons of our warfare, plural, weapons, plural, of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So, you might ask yourself, what are some of these weapons? Well, praise and worship is a weapon against the adversary. The devil cannot stand your praise. We had also gone over in the Word of God where Lucifer was the most beautiful angel. He was an archangel. He was over uh, the praise and worship. He was the most beautiful angel. He had melody in his body, in his angelic body. It's like when he would walk in the mount of God and the beauty of his holiness, his body had uh, pipes built in, as it were. And so when the wind or the breath of the Spirit of God was just uh, the breeze, as it were, going and flowing through him, his the his body was making uh, a melodious sound, praise God. And so we saw the word of God, how his body was filled with all of these jewels and gems. And so you have to understand that praise and worship is a weapon. Do not complain when things started to seem like they're falling apart around you. The devil is a liar in the name of Jesus. You have to understand that when you begin to praise the Lord, when you begin to worship the Lord, then you are... Let the Lord know that you trust him in spite of. Thank you, Jesus. Can you go downstairs to make sure people want to come up here? Thank you. Okay, and so also walking in love is a weapon. Uh, love is a weapon against the adversary. Remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ told us in his word for us to love our enemies. The word of God. The word of God is powerful. It's the Bible. It is a weapon against the adversary because why? Our Lord says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So let's not be destroyed, church. Let's not be destroyed because the knowledge is already there in the word of God. We have to seek out the scriptures and apply the word. We have to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Binding and loosing are weapons against the adversary. So, and we'll even go over these scriptures tonight, even in Matthew 18, 18 and 19. The Lord letting us know that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loose in heaven. So binding and loosing is a weapon against the adversary. Submitting to God. When we submit to God, then we are able to resist the devil and he will flee. That's the promise of the word of God. Submitting yourselves unto God, resist the devil and he will flee. So maybe the devil is not fleeing from some people's lives because they're not submitted to God. They're not submitted to his authority. Also, anointed oil, having oil in your home and uh, laying hands on, on the doorpost, laying hands on the windows in your home. Anointed oil is a weapon against the adversary. The name of Jesus 
is a weapon. The name of Jesus is a name which is above every name. Every knee must bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. The blood of Jesus is a weapon. We have to plead the blood of Jesus over our lives, over the lives of our family members, over our cars, over our homes, over our finances. We have to plead the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Also, if someone is dealing with sickness or disease, you have power and authority to lay hands on the sick. And the word of God says, and they shall recover. Glory to God. Giving of your tithes and offerings at your local church is a weapon against the adversary. Because when you give your tithes and your offerings, you are being obedient to the word of God and letting the devil know that your trust and your confidence is in the Lord and not in this world system. Glory to God. Because the promise from the Lord is that he will open up the windows of heaven unto us and pour us out a blessing that we will not have room enough to receive. And he will rebuke the devourer. Hallelujah. Forgiveness is a weapon against the adversary. But also, not only is it a weapon against the adversary, but the Lord says that when we forgive others, then our Father in heaven will also forgive us. So, therefore, humility is a weapon because if anyone feels as though they can go through life, and thinking that they have nothing to be forgiven of, then that is deception and that is pride, and the Lord is not pleased with that. So forgiveness is a weapon. When we forgive others, then we go to God and ask him for forgiveness for our sins and our trespasses, then he will be able to forgive us. If you don't forgive others, the word of God tells us that our Father in heaven will not forgive you. So if you don't forgive, you won't receive forgiveness. If you do forgive, you will receive forgiveness. That's the word of God. Praying in your heavenly prayer language, also known as speaking in tongues, that is a weapon. Your heavenly prayer language is a powerful weapon in your arsenal against the adversary because the devil cannot touch it. He has no idea what you're talking about. It is your spirit communing and communicating with the Father. When you find yourself waking up at 1, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning and can't go back to sleep, that's the time for you to begin to pray in your heavenly prayer language, begin to plead the blood of Jesus, begin to worship and praise the Lord your God, or there are times to just be still and say, speak, Lord. Is there something that you want to tell me? Is there something you want to share with me? So those times of waking up and those wee hours of the morning, those are the times to pray and praise. Your angels are weapons against the adversary. So remember, Michael is the archangel. He is a warring angel. You can call forth Michael and his warring angels to go forth and do battle on your behalf in the north, the south, the east, and the west, in the heavenly, under the earth. Hallelujah. You have to release your angels, release your ministering angels and your ministering spirits to fight and do battle on your behalf. So, I want you to write this down because, like I said, we're not going to open all of the scriptures and go through them one by one, but write these scriptures down and then also go back and listen to this message again. Go back and listen to these messages. You can find these messages. They are available online. They're also available in iTunes. You can listen to them for free. And go back and listen to them over and over again to understand that you have power. You have authority over all of the ability of the adversary, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So I want you to write down 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. You also have to understand that uh, what's a blessing is that you can now utilize online resources such as Bible Gateway. Bible Gateway is excellent. I love Bible Gateway. I thank God for it because it gives different translations. 
So this is what First Peter chapter five verse eight, how it reads in the amplified version. It says, "Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind." See, the word God is always talking about the mind. We have to put on the whole armor of God. You have to protect your mind and your thoughts, child of God. Every thought that comes to you, you do not have to accept ownership of those thoughts, okay? If you have these negative thoughts that are coming against you, lewd thoughts, profane thoughts, whatever it is, whether it's hatred, anything that's contrary to the word of God, you reject it. You cast that out. You cast it down in Jesus' name. You say, no, I don't receive that in the name of Jesus. You have to protect your mind and protect your thoughts. So, the word of God again, First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, the amplified version reads, Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. Not sometimes, not a few times, but the word of God says be vigilant and cautious at all times. For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion, or like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. The devil roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Don't you know, child of God, that the adversary cannot devour you? The word of God says that he is like a lion roaring, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Do not give any place to the devil. You have to understand the treachery and the wickedness of your adversary. Satan and all of his demons are the epitome of wickedness. And you have to understand, no, don't give place to the devil. That's the reason why we have to be led of the spirit and not of our flesh. That's the reason why you have to understand that, as the word of God teaches us, the weapons, of our warfare. We are in warfare. Do not think for one moment that we are not. We are. But we win. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he has given us the promise that we are more than conquerors. That's what the Word of God lets us know, that the Lord has already overcome the world. He told us to be of good cheer. So don't lose hope. Don't you know also that the joy of the Lord is your strength? Regain your joy, child of God. Regain your happiness, the joy of the Lord in your spirit, your happiness in your soul. Be happy. Be thankful. Those are also weapons against the adversary. Thank you, Jesus. And so even as I was saying earlier that the word of God is so powerful, I want you to write down Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, and go back and read this, and I'm just going to read the New Living Translation version to you. And it reads, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Praise God. So the word of God is powerful. The word of God is what we need. And, and here it is, child of God. We're not talking new age. We're not talking um, where... We just speak things into the universe, and the universe comes back and brings things to us. No, the devil is a liar in the name of Jesus. We have to speak forth the word of God. We have to declare it and decree it in the name of Jesus. We say, we speak the words of God by faith. We say, but my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We say that by Jesus Christ, I was already healed. 
We say that no weapon that is formed against us shall ever prosper, and every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we will condemn. So, here it is. You have to understand that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he stripped the devil down of all of his power and authority as it relates to the church, not to the world. Because John 10.10, 10, write that down. The Word of God tells us that Satan comes not but for the purpose of three things, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But aren't you glad that the Scripture did not stop there? The Lord went on to say, but I have come, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. It is time for the children of God to rise up for all of us, the entire body of Christ, for us to all rise up in our power and authority over the adversary. And we are going to do that tonight upon the conclusion of the six-part series. And the next part that we're going to begin, the, this one was the power you possess. So the next one is identifying strongholds and the strong man that's behind them, okay? Identifying strongholds and the strong man that's behind them. Because we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. We have to understand that we are in a war. We are dealing with warfare. This is not for the sake of glorifying devils and demons. No, that's not the purpose of this Bible study. The purpose of this Bible study is to expose the forces of darkness and to let the children of God know that the spirit realm is real, Demonic spirits are in activity, but we have the power and the authority over them. Glory to God. We don't have anything to be afraid of. Second Timothy 1.7, for God has not given unto us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, the message translation of Hebrews 4.12 reads, God means what he says. What he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. We can't get away from it, no matter what. Children of God, for those of you who are listening live on this conference line, it is important for you to make sure that you are going to a church where the pastor is opening up the Bible and teaching you from the Word of God. I'm not just giving you a, a continuous bless me sermon every week because many in the body of Christ have become frustrated because they keep hearing about the blessings and they're waiting for the manifestation, but with everything, they have to be balanced. People have to understand that, uh, yes, you give your tithes, yes, you give your offerings, Yes, we trust God for him to reduce the devour, but then we have a part that we need to do as well, which is we have to send forth our angels to bring forth our harvest. We have the power to do that. So as Christians, you have to understand that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So what does this mean? This means that when, as, we, as the Lord is, so are we in this first realm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So that means that we have supernatural power and supernatural authority over the adversary. We lift up the name of Jesus. We are not afraid. We are not intimidated. Glory be to God. We also went over in, in several passages of Scripture about how the Apostle Paul confronted a woman with the spirit of divination. 
from the book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 16 through 26. And again, I'm just doing a quick recap from the last five weeks, and we will add on to it tonight for the conclusion of the power that you possess. So remember, the spirit of divination, the Greek word for divination is python. As you know, python is a large snake. It is a part of the boa family. Okay, so it's like a boa constrictor. And so what does a boa constrictor do? It doesn't do as a venomous snake does. It doesn't strike and release venom. What a boa constrictor does, it wraps itself around its prey. And every time the prey tries to breathe in, it tightens its grip. And every time the prey tries to breathe in, it tightens its grip. So what is it doing? It is suffocating its prey. That's what the adversary will try to do. We are not prey. Hallelujah. But we do pray. Glory to God. Prayer is a part of our weapons that we have against the adversary. Prayer is powerful. So that's why it's important for you, child of God, to make sure that you are attending a church where you are being taught the word of God, where you will know who you are in Christ Jesus, so you will know your power and your authority that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has given us to you, and then you develop your own personal prayer life because all of us, we better know Jesus for ourselves. So, what are the manifestations of the spirit of divination? Weariness, fatigue, confusion, frustration, heaviness, depression, oppression, and pressure. And I will repeat those again. So the manifestations for the spirit of Python, weariness, fatigue, Confusion, frustration, heaviness, depression, oppression, and pressure. Now, let me bring balance to this. We understand that our physical bodies can become weary and fatigued if we're just ripping and running all day, if we haven't eaten. Because remember, food is a source for energy. So, you know, it's important for us to eat. Also, let me add this, that another weapon against the adversary is fasting. Fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer is very important when we deny our flesh. But there's a difference between us denying our flesh and just not eating because we're just not eating. Because if you're not spending time in prayer and reading your word, that's not a true fast. You're just on a starvation diet. So when you're going through the day and if you find yourself not eating, Sometimes it's like a supernatural fast that the Lord will have you on. You find yourself praying, and you look up and be like, oh, man, I haven't eaten all day. Okay? Because our Lord said that the time goes out only by prayer and fasting. So fasting is also, prayer and fasting is also a weapon against the adversary. So weariness and fatigue, it is important for all of us to get rest. We have to rest our bodies. We have to rest our minds. When you go to sleep tonight, pay attention also, children of God, of the last thing that you listen to, on the radio, or the last thing that you watch on television. Because remember, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We have to pay attention to uh, what we're watching with our physical senses and what we're listening to. We have to protect our lives at all times because the adversary will try to infiltrate any way he can. Guard your mind. Guard your thoughts. That is so very important because our thoughts, what usually happens, whatever we're thinking about, or as the Word of God says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So what are you thinking? What is in your heart? Is it my thoughts of blessings or dread? Do you have thoughts of trusting God 
or need to see own understanding? Do you have thoughts of knowing that God is mighty and powerful, or is it the exact opposite? So we have to pay attention to our thoughts, and as I said earlier, don't accept every thought that comes to you. You cast that down in Jesus' name. So when I talk about weariness and fatigue, I'm not talking about the physical body um, not needing rest, okay, because the physical body does need rest. It is important. I am very big. I feel Christians all the time. I am very big on Christians taking vacations. You have to take a vacation. You have to shut it down. Even the Lord rested. <laughs> After six days of creation, even he rested, and he still rested. So who do we think we are? We can just go through life working, 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 and not ever vacating. And vacation is not taking time off of work and staying at home. No, you just take time off of work and stay at home. A true vacation is actually going somewhere out of city limits. It's very important. You have to give your body time to revive and renew. And so even with these messages that I'm teaching on with spiritual warfare, you have to balance that out also. You're not battling demons and devils. Okay, you're not just warring and I bind you, devil, and I rebuke you and I resist you and get out of my house. No, 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 no. That's not where I'm coming from. You, you don't even go into that mode. You speak the word only. <laughs> you don't even have to sweat. No sweat has to come off your forehead, down your brow. Okay, you speak forth the word only. You say, and you don't even have to raise your voice. You don't have to raise your voice. We have nowhere in scriptures where the Lord yelled at the devil. He commanded the devil to leave. So all you have to do is cool, calm, and collected. You're like, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Satan, I take power and authority over you. I render you null and void and inoperative in these areas, and I command you to be loose from my family, loose from my finances, loose from my happiness, and I command you to flee, and I send every demonic assignment back to the pits of hell where you belong, in the name of Jesus. That's it, and that's all. But we have to be mindful that we are dealing in warfare, but at the same time, don't just go through life just warring all the time. Send forth your angels. Be like, you know, angels, I'm going to sleep tonight. The Lord gives his beloved sweet sleep. So if you're staying up all night, take authority over that insomnia. Take authority over fear. Take authority over dread in the name of Jesus. Because you have the power. You have the authority. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he gave his power and authority to the entire body of Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, remember, devils and demons do not run solo. They're always in groupings, okay? And so you have to identify them and separate them, but send forth your angels. You have cherubim with flaming swords of fire. You have the seraphim who declare, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. You have chariots of fire. When you speak forth the word of God, that is your sword. So some of the spirits that work with with pythons are beguiling spirits. What are those? Spirits of deception. My prayer daily, well, I won't say every single day, but my prayer often, Lord, protect me, my family members, relatives, and loved ones from the spirit of deception in the name of Jesus. Because the word lets us know that Eve was beguiled. Eve was deceived. And the Lord said himself, if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived in the last days. So that's the reason why, church, it is important for us to pray for one another, to have each other's best interests at heart. We can do so much more together than we can by ourselves. Because what, what is the trick of the adversary? To, to try to separate and isolate. We live in the animal kingdom. Who do the lions go after? When they're going after the prey, they go after the one that became separated from the pack 
or they go after the one that, that's young or weak or feeble, okay? So there are times in our lives that the Word of God tells us for us to bear one another's burdens. This way, if somebody is going through something, then we rally around that person through prayer with a, with our love, making phone calls. Patricia, I was just checking on you, see how you're doing. You know, do you need prayer for anything? You were on my heart. Instead of me seeing her three weeks, three weeks later, saying, oh, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. You know, I was thinking myself today, why didn't you call? <laughs> is everything okay? Oh, yeah, everything is fine. So when you get those things, if someone comes across your line, give that person a call. Send the person a text message. Email the person. Okay? Because when we do that, we are surrounding one another because the word lets us know that one can chase a thousand demons and two ten thousand. So how much more can all of us do together as one? So for me to say, Melinda, how are you doing? Is everything going good? And she says, well, you know, this is what's going on. I say, okay, come on, let's touch the three. Let's pray. Let's pull down these strongholds right now in the name of Jesus. Rather than me just seeing her going through life, going through life. But to reach out to her as my sister in the Lord and say, we stand together as one in the name of Jesus. So, the spirit of divination. Divination means using witchcraft to try to discover future events or cause future events to happen by supernatural means. This is why I'm very careful that we don't talk about deja vu, okay, like where it was already seen. So people will say, oh, you know, it seems like I was here already. Or, you know, I had a flash of this. There's a fine line between what the Lord is revealing and what the devil is trying to mimic. Because remember, the devil has, there's no originality to Satan. He's a copycat. So he can't create anything in and of himself. So what does he try to do? He tries to copy what God does. And that's why it's so important for all of us to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God, praying in our heavenly prayer language, because when we begin to pray, then the Lord begins to download in our spirit the mysteries of the gospel of the word of God. He begins to give us and reveal to us revelation about many different situations. He will give us the wisdom. Lord, I don't know how to do this. And you begin to pray in your heavenly prayer language, and the Lord will begin to reveal to you what needs to be done in those situations. So make sure that you are praying in your heavenly prayer language on a daily basis. You don't have to pray for hours at a time. Even if you start off by praying for five minutes and then build up to ten minutes and then twenty minutes and thirty minutes, what I love about praying in your heavenly prayer language is not limited. Why do people feel as though they only have to pray to the Lord in the morning and be done for the rest of the day? Prayer is talking to God. Okay. So we can have our general prayer that now a request for supplications be made known unto God with thanksgiving, praying to set our day, praying to say, okay, Father, I pray against choir accidents, I pray against this, I pray against that. In the name of Jesus, I will have a day of victory. The joy of the Lord is my strength, all of those things, okay? But then throughout the day, you can continue to talk to the Lord. What I love about praying in my heavenly prayer language, I can pray in the car while I'm running errands. Be praying in my heavenly prayer language. Pray while I'm at home. Praying in the Spirit. So praying in the Spirit is not limited to just early in the morning or late at night right before you go to bed. So we have to get out of this mindset of thinking that we can only pray to the Father in the morning, first thing we get up, and at night when we go to bed. No, we need to talk to the Lord throughout the day. Okay? And so let's go ahead and turn to Exodus chapter 15. This is, I keep turning here because this is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Exodus chapter 15. And we're going to look at verse 3. Because everything in these Bible studies is based on the Word of God in context. 
because some people will try to teach things about the Word of God, don't have the full revelation of it, and will try to teach it, and it's out of context. So we have to make sure that we are rightly dividing the Word of truth. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So it's for the body of Christ to walk in the freedom and the liberty of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because too many Christians are still bound because they need to study the Word of God to know that we already have freedom in Christ Jesus. So, Exodus chapter 15 and verse 3. And it reads, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. So, children of God, we have to make sure that we stay connected to the Lord at all times so we don't go through this life living independent of the Lord, but that we are forever dependent upon the Lord. I get a little concerned when I hear about people always talking about, um, and there's nothing wrong with being positive. We need to be positive. A positive Christian needs a negative Christian any day of the week. <laughs> I'd rather be around positive people who can't deal with all that negativity because that's not the spirit of God. You know, if you find yourself around people and they're always grieving your spirit, you need to pray and say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do about this situation? Do you want, you know, I'm going to pray for them, but do you want me to sever the friendship or do you want me to let them know, but why are you so negative? So there's a time to confront and then there's a time to be silent and to just pray. That's why we have to seek the Lord about his wisdom. So I'm telling you, don't ever let anybody rain on your parade or dampen what God is doing in your life. The Word of God says that we are to rejoice with those who rejoice. That's the reason why I love testimonies. That's, oh, man, thank you, Jesus. Share more testimonies because we need to hear about what our God is doing because all we have to do is turn on the news and we hear about what the devil is doing 24-7. Every time you turn on the news, there are news channels that are going on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The younger generation, they, you all don't know anything about this, but we remember there was a time when TV used to turn off. <laughs> remember that? TV used to turn off, and then it would just be snow, <laughs> making all this noise after the national anthem. <laughs> there would be the flag waving, and then the national anthem, and TV would shut off. That was it. And then there was the UHF and the CHF channel. You don't know anything about that. What are you saying, honey? Oh, yeah, color bars. That's it. Color bars and snow. Remember that? But see, the younger generation, you don't know anything about that because there's TV on 24-7, and now there's specific channels for specific things. You have shopping channels. You have food network channels. Okay, you have uh, animal channels on. So now there are channels. Uh, there's a history channel. So now there are channels for specific areas of life. This is a time when TV would just turn off. Okay. And so this is the reason why we just have to uh, make sure that we rejoice with those who rejoice because, again, you can turn on the news and hear something negative 24-7. You can hear something negative 11 o'clock in the morning. You can hear something negative 11 o'clock at night. That's the reason why you can't just listen and watch the news all the time or listen to negative music all the time. Even some gospel music isn't uplifting. You know, this woe is me, oh, Lord, you know, please help me, Jesus. First of all, we don't have to beg the Lord for anything. The Word of God tells us to come boldly before the throne of grace. Come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. He is our loving Heavenly Father. We have a loving Heavenly Father, so we don't have to go before Him like we're just insignificant. No, all of us are significant in Christ Jesus. And we can go boldly before the throne of grace of God. Hallelujah. So the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is His name. There is power in the name of Jesus. So what is it that you're believing God for? 
What is it that the adversary is trying to stop, block, hinder, and hold up in your life? You have power to say, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you to take your hands off of this area, that area. You will not stop blocking or hinder the purposes and plans of God for my life or for the lives of my children in the name of Jesus. So, write this scripture down as well. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 6. And I'm going to read the New International Version. And you can turn to that if you like in your Bibles. But 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 6. I'm going to read the New International Version. The NIV reads, The weapons, plural. Once again, we have weapons. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have a divine power to demolish strongholds. Don't you know that the Lord has given unto us divine power? And so what happens? We see all these TV shows with, you know, showing mediums and psychics and this and that. Why? Because the world is more concerned about the supernatural power than the church is concerned about the supernatural power. We are the ones who should be operating in the supernatural, not the world, and not for the sake of just pursuing power, for the sake of power, but for us to demonstrate that we serve the true and living God. Thank you, Jesus. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. The kingdom of God is in power. So Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 6. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that, self, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. Thank you, Jesus. So this is how it reads in the King James Version. The King James Version reads, For the weapons, again plural, of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So when you start having these thoughts, reasoning, that word imagination means reasoning, we are not to reason. We are not to lean to our own understanding. I'm not saying that as Christians we don't think. We need to think. The Lord gave us a brain for a reason. But we need to be led of the Spirit and trusting the Lord for revelation and not just relying on natural information. Amen? Okay. So when you start trying to bombard your mind and your thoughts, you stop that. We're going to put on the whole armor of God tonight. We're going to do a lot tonight as we get ready to close out uh, part six of the power you possess. So remember, you have the power. Say, I have the power. I have the power. Because my Lord Jesus has given me his power. And I thank you, Lord, that I operate in your power in this earth realm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, last week we touched on I believe it was during the questions and answers, and I want to pick up some more because here's this out of God. The devil never comes looking obvious. We already went over some scriptures over the previous weeks how Satan will transform himself as an angel of light. Okay, 
So what does that mean? That means that we have to make sure that we are constantly talking to the Holy Spirit and saying, Holy Spirit, I need the gift of discerning of spirit. So this way, I won't be embracing a demon thinking it's an angel. <laughs> okay. That Satan himself will transform himself as an angel of light. So the devil never comes looking obvious. He never comes looking like the boogeyman. In other words, he doesn't come with a red suit and, and a forked tongue and, and a, a red, you know, a, a dagger of some sort. What are you saying, honey? Or a pitchfork. Thank you. He doesn't come showing up in a red suit and a, and a pitchfork, knocking at the door, saying, look at me. I'm the devil. I'm the boogeyman. Nope. <laughs> Many times he is not obvious like that because he is the the God of deception. We are not ignorant of his devices. And so as a result, we have to make sure that we are talking to the Holy Spirit and asking him to reveal to us, say, Holy Spirit, I need the gift of discernment of spirit, so this way I'm not embracing a demon thinking it's an angel. Okay? Because everybody who says, Lord, Lord, is not entering into the kingdom of God. In fact, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said many were saying that day, Lord, Lord. And he's going to say, depart from me, you work with iniquity, but I never knew you. So the scripture reference of what I'm talking about, and let's turn there to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Because, and everything that I'm teaching you is not a bunch of head knowledge, but it's from the word of God. So I want to be able to show you in scripture so you can go back and study these scriptures for yourself so we can all grow in the things of God. Amen? So we don't tolerate being bullied by the devil. Okay, some people have not been able to sleep at night, they, you know, dealing with nightmares and dreams and fears. You take authority over all of that in the name of Jesus. Okay, if someone's on the job, someone at the school, you know, whomever, someone trying to bully you, you don't, you don't have to necessarily confront the person. But you confront the spirit by praying and saying, Lord, I'm not dealing with this anymore in the name of Jesus. Because when the Lord says turn the other cheek, he did not mean literally turn the other cheek, but somebody started just wailing on you. No. So that's when you pray, and this is why we see that the word of God says our Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name because he does not want any of his students to go through life being bullied. You take authority over that bullying spirit. And you pray conviction over that person or those people and say, Lord, I pray such heavy conviction on them in the name of Jesus that they will have to come back and cry and repent and ask me for forgiveness. You have to already forgive them in your heart because when you forgive them, you give the Lord access. I'm going to show you in the Word of God. Again, I'm backing up every single scripture. We're going to read in Romans 12. And the Lord says, vengeance is mine. I will repent, saith the Lord. So whoever is troubling you, God Almighty has your back, and he will trouble them. Because we have a loving Heavenly Father, and as we saw in the Word, the Lord is a man of war. <laughs> so, you know, we have some Navy seals in the kingdom of God. We have uh, some Marines in the kingdom of God. We have the Army. We have the CIA, the FBI. But, hey, you know, so in other words, we, we have an Air Force in the kingdom of God. So I love a good spiritual fight. Because I love for the Lord, my God, to show up on my behalf. Glory, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And to shut that devil and his demons down in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
We are more than conquerors. We win. Hallelujah. So Second Corinthians chapter 11, and we're going to look at verses 13 through 15. Second Corinthians chapter 11. And I don't have time to go into the whole context of what the Apostle Paul is talking about, but basically just picking up here, he transformed himself into an angel of light. Verse 13 says, such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves to the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. That's deep. So how do we perceive and discern the fruit of the Spirit? The number one indicator is love. The number one indicator. And we see that over in 1 John chapter 4. And we will come to that shortly. So the first indicator of a Christian is love. Or it should be. <laughs> so we have to increase our love walk. Verse 15. Therefore, it is no great thing that his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to their works. So we see in verse 14, and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So that's the reason why, you know, I used to say over the years, going to different conferences and everything, and, and saying, oh, Lord, look at all the people, and look at the people receiving, and this and that. And the Lord was like, stop being impressed by crowds and numbers, but start paying attention to the fruit of those who are amongst you. Wow. Okay, Lord. You know, there's some witches that go to church. There are witches and warlocks on assignment that actually go to church. Yes, they do. <laughs> and it's to try to stop the power of God from flowing forth in those services because the Bible says that Satan comes to blind the minds of the people so that the word of God cannot come come in, okay? Because the word of God is powerful. The word of God is what transforms every area of our lives. I'm not saying all churches. I have to bring balance to everything I'm talking about, okay? So let's not talk extreme. I'm not saying that every church that you go to, which is a warlock, show up. No, that's not where I'm coming from. But I'm just saying that I do know of cases where witches and warlocks have shown up. And the power of God showed up greater. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, again, as we saw in the Bible, the Satan himself will transform himself into an angel of light. That's the reason why we have to make sure we try to steer by the Spirit to know if you're of God or not of God. And this is the reason why we're going to talk about false religions a little bit tonight before we close out, because there's only one gospel. Anybody, as we were talking about before, Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons, yes, I'm bold enough to call it out by name. That's not of God. That is not Christianity. There's only one good news of the gospel. And I will show you in the word of God why it's not. Okay? So, let's turn over to First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4. Are you all receiving anything out of this? Glory to God. So, everyone, again, repeat after me. I have the power. The devil and his demons are under my feet. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, First John chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, plural, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Anyone who draws you to themselves rather than pointing you to Jesus, that's the number one red flag. 
I am a prophetess, but my whole focus is to point everybody to Jesus, the kingdom glory, for the Holy Spirit to be magnified, for the Holy Spirit, the work of God in our lives, for the glory of God to be revealed through us. The Holy Spirit is our God. The Lord Jesus is our God. The Heavenly Father is our God because there's only one God. Hallelujah. Three different manifestations. One God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We worship the Holy Spirit. We welcome him in. He is powerful. He's the one who raised Christ from the dead, and he's the one who dwells on the inside of us. Isn't that awesome? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of us. Thank you, Jesus. That is so awesome if you have invited him in. Okay. Because when you accept Jesus, the Lord is here, but then you have to invite the, the work of the Holy Spirit into your life as well. Okay. So, let's, right before we read, on, let me, let's go back to chapter 3 really quickly, okay? Chapter 3, let's look at verse 11, verse 11. So First John chapter 3, verse 11. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Period. As Christians, we need to love one another. I am so disgusted with so much jealousy in the body of Christ. Yuck makes me want to puke. Why is there so much jealousy? Oh, and why are there so many Christians who are so territorial? Lord have mercy. The church isn't yours. The church is the Lord. People get a little title, get a little position, get a little authority, and they take it to their hands, and they don't know how to handle it. Instead of loving on the Lord's people, they are driving the Lord's people away. And I'm not talking about any local church in particular. I'm just saying in general across the United States. So that spirit of jealousy has got to be uprooted up and out of the body of Christ. We need to love one another, be happy with one another. What God teaches us to rejoice with those who rejoice and cry with those who cry. So if you're having a bad day, it's not for me to just say, oh, get over it. You'll be all right. No, show forth compassion. What's going on? You know, how can I be a blessing to you? Now, again, bringing balance to this, some people will find themselves in pity parties. And all they want is to sit around and, oh, woe is me, and, you know, having a pity party, and they always want somebody to come and bathe them. Oh, what's wrong, Elvia? You okay, Elvia? Always patting Elvia on the back because Elvia needs to be first again because all she's doing is drinking milk. Okay? I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just saying. So, Again, there's balance. Some people always have pity parties. Every time you look out, there are some, oh, the devil is busy. The devil is the devil. Kick the devil out. God is omnipresent. He's the one who's everywhere at once. Not the devil. You resist him, he got to flee. So if he flees, that means that he's not in your territory. Hallelujah. And then, let's look at verse 16. Whosoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So there are some Christians with foul attitudes. I'm like, who did you die for? Who did you shed your blood for? The last time I checked, you have to stand before the same throne that I stand before. So there are no big eyes and little U's in the kingdom. We are one body, many members. We just have different responsibilities in the body. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about spiritual authority. That's a whole other subject. But even spiritual authority does not mean dictatorship. Okay. It doesn't mean that you're lording over anyone. Jesus is Lord of all. Jesus is the head of the church. And then we understand that the pastors are under shepherds. We understand the 
purpose of apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers. So I'm not getting into all that right now. That will be for the five-fold conference in October. <laughs> okay. So, verse 18. My little children, let us not love in words, neither in tongues, but in deed and in truth. So, someone can tell you they love you all day, but what are their actions approving? I mean, you know, in other words, love is not just about the misservice, but love is in deed and in truth. So, we should all be shown forth the love of God to one another, but here's the thing. The Word of God tells us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, but I'm finding a lot of Christians don't even love themselves. It's too busy wanting to be loved, but they have to learn how to love themselves first. So love yourself first so you can love your neighbor. And then here's another excuse that I can't stand. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Somebody help me. People use the excuse hurting people hurt people. Time out for that. Honey, can you close the the door a little bit? Uh, Time out for that. Stop hurting, get healed, because we're tired of you having a foul attitude, saluting the place. Here comes Sister So-and-So with her bad attitude. Well, you know, hurting people hurt people. Well, how long are you going to be hurt? When are you going to allow the Word of God to heal you? Okay. You understand what I'm saying? No, we need to be showing forth the love of God to one another. Thank you, Jesus. Verse, thank you, honey, for that. Amen. And verse 23. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. It is not an option. The Lord commands us to love one another. He that keeps his commandments dwells in him, and he in him, and hereby we know that he abides in us by the Spirit which he has given to us. So, in other words, uh, dwells in him, and, and we in him means that the Lord dwells in us, and we dwell in the Lord. Verse Chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. So in other words, psychics, you don't believe psychics. Stop throwing your money away, calling it a demonic hotline. You need to be taking that money to the house of God or putting it in your savings account. Don't call psychics. That's of the devil. That's dial the demon. Okay? You're just inviting uh, demonic activity in your home. So, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. That's it right there. It's Jesus, the Son of God. There are many religions that say he was a good man and he was a prophet. Yes, Jesus was a prophet, but he was not just a prophet. Jesus is, he walked the earth as the Son of Man and the Son of God. So if they're saying that Jesus, this is how you know. Every spirit that confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. That's good enough. Verse 3, and every spirit that confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Verse 4, you are of God, little children. Say, I am of God. And you have overcome them. So say, I have overcome them. Okay, so what have you overcome? You have overcome every demonic spirit. Why have you overcome them? Not in and of yourselves, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So that means you as one person, the greater one on the inside of you is greater than the devil and all of his beings in the world. Hallelujah. That's something to shout about. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. So, verse 7, let's skip down. 
Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. For he that loves not God, excuse me, for he that loves not knoweth not God, for God is love. So anyone who does not have love in their lives do not know God. They might know of him, but they don't know him. <laughs> Let's look at verse 18. There is no fear in love. So that means that love is not abusive. Love is not verbally abusive. Love is not mentally abusive. Love is not sexually abusive. Love is not physically abusive. No, those are all works of the adversary. Love does not play games with your emotions. Love does not play mind games, mind tricks. Oh, did you receive my text? Oh, I did send you a text. Oh, you didn't get my phone call? Oh, I left your message. No, 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 that is not love. Okay? No, it's not. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. Verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. Verse 20, if a man says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loves God loves his brother also. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so let's look at First John chapter 5, starting with verse 1. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. How many of you believe that Jesus is the Christ? Amen. And everyone that loves him that begat loves him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever or for whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Here it is, church. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? We have world-overcoming faith. Thank you, Jesus. We win. We are more than conquerors. We have the victory. We are not defeated. We are victorious in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let's turn over to Romans chapter 12. And I'm going to get ready to close out with this, and we will move into our next phase of claiming, declaring, and decreeing the victory in our lives. Amen? Okay. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. And it says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. So in other words, don't go around um, being vengeful. Don't take out revenge on people. Don't do an eye for an eye. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Vengeance belongs to God Almighty. The Lord your God has your back. You are victorious through Christ Jesus. The Lord is very much aware of everything that is going on. That's the reason why you have to pray. And the words that you say to the Heavenly Father, when you walk in love and you forgive people, then you are giving the Lord access to have your back at all times. You do not have to be bullied anymore ever again in the name of Jesus, because we're going to take authority over those bullying spirits tonight in Jesus' name. Also write down Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6. And so you all can go back and reread all of these scriptures. And it says, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense 
or to take back tribulation to them that trouble you. So God Almighty is the one. When somebody messes with the child of God, God Almighty messes with them. Okay. The word of God lets us know where the Lord says, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. That's why you bless and you curse not. Because when you bless people, then you are keeping yourself in the love of God. So this way, when the adversary comes, he will find nothing in you. Because the devil, he can't stand your praise, he can't stand your worship, and he can't stand your love walk. That's the reason why we have to say there's the word of God, abide there, continue to feed our spirit so that our soul and our minds will be renewed and so that our souls will be healed. Amen? So it is a righteous thing with God to pay back tribulation to everybody who troubles you. So in closing with the, um, the false teachings, the false religions, okay, Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. While you turn there, I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified Version of the Bible. Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. The Amplified Version reads, even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to and different from that which we preach to you, let him be accursed, devoted to destruction, doomed to eternal punishment. Verse 9, as we said before, so I now say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel different from or contrary to that which you receive from us, let him be accursed. Anathema, devoted to destruction, doomed to eternal punishment. And so this is what the New Living Translation reads. Let God's curse fall on anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven, who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. I say again, what we have said before, if anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcome, let that person be cursed. What is the good news? The good news is the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. The focus for us as believers is all about Jesus. It's all about the fact that we have a new covenant, a better covenant established upon better promises, and the blessings of Abraham belong to us. We have the right to walk in divine health and healing because by Jesus' Christ we were already healed. The Lord became poor for us so that through his poverty we might be rich. The Lord says, I give unto you my power and my authority. So you have power and authority over all of the ability of the adversary and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So we have the right to go fully before the throne of God. That we can stand in the gap. We can pray for others. We can believe God for financial increase. We can believe God for our inheritance because we are heirs with the Heavenly Father. Join heirs with Christ Jesus. We are royalty in this earth realm. As the Lord is, so are we. Hallelujah. We are kings and priests in this earth realm. We are royalty. We are of God. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is in us. We have nothing to fear, nothing to be afraid of. The devil and his demons, they tremble at the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power when we speak forth that name, which is above every name. So you have to say, Jesus. You have to declare the name of Jesus. You just don't go through life accepting abuse and misuse. No! You have to know that you are more to the conquerors through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the King James Version says, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And we say before, so say I, so say I now again, if any man preach, 
any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. The King James Version is the Bible for Christians. There are different translations. I understand that. But it is the good news of the Bible, of the Word of God, that we have to live by, that we live in accordance to. This is the Bible for us. No other Bible, no other message, no other name is given under heaven or earth by which people must be saved. Only the name of Jesus. There are not many ways to God. There's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm telling you, these false religions, Mormonism, and Jehovah's Witnesses, and, and Muslims, and all of that, and Buddhists, uh, all of those are false religions. Why? Because the devil wants the earth realm to be his domain for him to be worshipped. People just don't understand that. That's the reason why all of you, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Thank you, Jesus. You are the ones where you lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. You speak forth and you declare the word of the Lord. You declare peace in your home. You say shalom. Hallelujah. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Wholeness. Hallelujah. In every area of our lives. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry, let me just give you this one last scripture. I'm going to read it. You don't have to turn to it. Those of you who are listening on the line, thank you so very much for joining us. But Romans chapter 8. And let's look at verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are here killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Nay, or no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And then also write down in your notes, verse 31, Romans chapter 8. What shall we then say to these things? If God before us, then who can be against us? Who can be against you, child of God? No man, no woman, no beast, no demon can be against you. Because if God Almighty before you, then who can be against you? I said if God Almighty before you, then who can be against you? So everyone, stand up on your feet and let's give God praise. Because praise is a weapon against the adversary. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. We love you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There is power in your name, Lord God. There is power in the name of Jesus. We say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Glory be to God. Your praise is a weapon. Hallelujah. Let's put on the whole armor of God, according to Ephesians chapter 6. Let's put on the whole armor of God, and I want everyone to repeat after me. As we do this, and this is something that you need to do on a daily basis. Romans chapter 6, verses 10 through 17 is what we're getting ready to do. So everyone repeat after me. Say, Lord, I am strong in you. And in the power of your might. Therefore, I put on the whole armor of God that I may be able to stand against the wilds of the devil. For I know, Lord, I do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, 
against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, I take unto myself the whole armor of God, that I may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Lord, I stand. Therefore, having my loins about with truth. Okay, so we're going to put on truth around your waist. So just say, you know, Lord, I'm putting truth around my waist. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I'm putting truth around my waist. Hallelujah. And Lord, I put on the breastplate of righteousness. So, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And my feet are covered with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So just touch your feet. Glory to God. Touch your feet. Glory. Hallelujah. And above all, I take the shield of faith so that I will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So hold up the shield of faith. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And take the helmet of salvation. So, Lord, I take the helmet of salvation. And I put it on my head. And, Lord, I take the sword of the Spirit. So take your swords out. Hallelujah. Which is the word of God. I thank you, Lord, for the whole armor. I walk in victory. I am more than a conqueror. I plead the blood of Jesus over my life, over my family members, over my household, over my vehicles, over my finances, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray against every bullying spirit. I will not be bullied. I will not be harassed. Father, I pray Holy Ghost conviction upon all of those who have allowed themselves to be used by the devil. I forgive them. I love them. But now, Father, avenge me, O God. You see their wicked ways. Convict them, Holy Spirit. Show them the error of their ways. And I pray that they either repent and ask me for forgiveness or allow your judgment to come upon them in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I am more than a conqueror. I thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against me shall ever prosper, and every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I will condemn. I am blessed going out. I am blessed coming in. Thank you, Lord, for blessing everyone who blesses me. And you, Lord, will curse everyone who curses me. So therefore, I bless. I bless everyone. I love everyone. I forgive everyone. Because in doing so, it gives you access. I thank you, Father. I have power and authority over Satan and his demons in the name of Jesus. Father, I submit myself under your authority. Therefore, Satan, I resist you right now in the name of Jesus. You must flee. You've got to go. 
I rebuke you. I rebuke every demon, every demonic spirit. I rebuke fear. I rebuke lack. I rebuke insufficiency. In the name of Jesus, I release the love of God in my life. I release the blessings of God in my life. I bind and I rebuke every stealing spirit, every thieving spirit. Satan, pay me back seven times, sevenfold. Now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for restoration, making all things new in every area of my life. You are my mighty God. You are my mighty Father. I love you, King Jesus. You are the King of glory. You are mighty in battle. I am a battle axe and a weapon of war. And I thank you. I worship you. I praise you. Thank you for the victory. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for protecting me from deception. In the name of Jesus, I release the warring angels. I release the ministering angels. I release the ministry spirits on my behalf. Now, in the name of Jesus, to the glory of God, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give God praise. He is great. He is worthy and worthy to be praised. No heaviness, no sadness, no sorrow. Glory to God. Joy. I'm speaking more full of glory. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So you may be seated. And this is the conclusion of part six, the six-part teaching on the power you possess. Again, this is Prophet Cynthia Lewis of Logistic Ministries International. If you would like more information about the ministry, visit us online at www.majesticmi.org. And click on the link Majestic, and the page will come up, and you will see what we're doing in terms of ministering, uh, whether if it's at a retreat or at a conference, if it's one that we're hosting, if we have been invited somewhere else to go and minister. So I want to leave you with the thought of God. Believe God. Psalm 118, verse 8 and 9. Put your trust and your confidence totally in the Lord your God. Many of you have been disappointed. Because people have failed you. That is what people will do. People will fail you. But the Lord will never fail you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Arise knowing that the glory of God is being revealed to you and through you. You are blessed to be a blessing. You are somebody. So forgive everyone who has ever hurt you, but it's time for you to rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. No more self-pity. No more sorrow. No more feeling bad or sad about the past. Just embrace the glorious present and the glorious and bright future that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has for you. Study Jeremiah 29, chapter 29, verse 11, because the Lord has an awesome future, awesome plans, awesome thoughts for your life. So rejoice and be glad. And remember, don't ever get mad at God, the only one who can help you in all of life's adverse circumstances. You have the power to speak forth the word. You declare and decree a thing, and it shall be so. 
Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them, according to Mark 11, 24. Do not cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Have trust and confidence in the Lord your God, knowing that when you pray, the Father in heaven hears you, and the Lord has given unto you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose and release on earth is loose and released in heaven. So we're going to start a new teaching next week on identifying strongholds and the strong man that's behind them. Because, again, we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. These spiritual warfare classes are not for the purpose of um, just paying attention to devils and demons, but for us to realize that we have power and authority over devils and demons in the name of Jesus. We have the victory. So I look forward to hearing more testimonies. You have a mighty spiritual arsenal against the devil. Hallelujah. So I love you all. Continue to be blessed for everyone. Let's say goodbye to our listening uh, audience. Praise God. Yay! Glory! Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. So I love you all. This has been recorded, so you can go back and listen to it on iTunes, or you can email MajesticMinistriesintl at yahoo.com, and I'll be more than happy to email you the link so you can listen to it there. So I love you all, and you have a blessed night in Jesus' name.